A public radio reporter was arrested for destroying police cars. The Democrats planned to steal the Georgia runoff election and Cuomo commutes and pardons the sentences of many illegal aliens. We're going to get into all this and more, but before we get into this, please drop a like, subscribe to the notifications on new video every single day. Also, we need about 50-something more patrons, and we can open up a full studio, and I can give you the show full-time, full production, awesome, well-written and everything. So please, please become a patron. I will give you a call say thank you. Now let's get into the show. Also, be random ads playing throughout the video, so please bear with me. A public radio reporter was arrested for throwing Molotov cocktails at police cars. I want you to comment below what you think her political affiliation is. Let's just take a wild guess on what we think it might be. <laughs> a reporter for a public radio station in Little Rock, Arkansas, has been arrested for firebombing fire bombing police cars. She allegedly threw Molotov cocktails into police cars and punctured their tires. On December 7th, uh, 17th, the Department of Justice published a press release announcing the arrest of four suspects, Brittany Dawn, I don't even want to read their names, all of Little Rock. Uh, three of the four alleged prepared Molotov cocktails at Jeffrey's home and then threw them into several Little Rock Police Department cruisers during a protest on August 25th. They also allegedly punctured the vehicle's tires. I wouldn't be surprised if... These were the people, and remember when we saw a lot of photos of police cars on fire and just totally destroyed? These were probably some of the people that uh, contributed to those, you know, those photos that we were seeing. Uh, one of the four uh, has since been outed as, whatever her name is, a radical far-left gay rights and trans rights activist who worked as a reporter for the local public radio station. Now, there's a lot of people blaming what happened in Nashville on radical right-wing extremists before there's any evidence out of, of anything. Um, and, and it just, it's crazy because the left lives in their warped, twisted, demented world where they think that they're the bearers of peace. They're the ones doing the right things all the time. But whenever, there's so many situations just like that. It's the left. It's the radical left is what is the violent uh, terroristic group in this country. It is them. Nobody else. It is them. Obviously, there's right-wing extremists, too. But those, let's be real, those are far and few between. This is like the, a normal occurrence for the left. This is something they do on a, on a weekend. Law enforcement officials also were told by witnesses that they were uh, responsible for vandalism at Arkansas State Police Headquarters in Little Rock on August 28th, and the cell phone data confirmed their phones were in the area of the headquarters that day, according to the release. During the incident, one police vehicle was set on fire, one was vandalized with spray paint, and others had punctured tires, according to the prosecutor's office. Egg, uh, Andy No. Uh, he tweeted out, four far-left activists have been arrested following ATF investigation into uh, the attacks in Little Rock. Uh, one of the suspects is a journalist. The other arrestees include whatever their names are. Um, and then he just posted photos of what these people look like. Uh, she goes by a slutty Asian teen on OnlyFans being 22 years old. And she's just like very, so it's like an alien, this woman. But I, I can get why... Uh, certain people might be turned on by that. But <laughs> anyways, this is just another example of the radical left of these freakazoids that are... <laughs> Why? What, Gila? My girlfriend's giving me like a weird a weird look uh, as I'm going through this story. The Georgia Senate want runoffs may not be decided for weeks. So the Democrats are at it again. It's like we've seen this happen exactly. This exact thing was happening during the presidential election. They said, we're not going to know for weeks. And what we're probably going to see is them shutting the polls down and then somehow coming in with a big unexpected win out of nowhere. Now, the Democrats are trying the same exact playbook, but I think we're more diligent on their tricks 
and this is a much smaller race than a national election, so I think we have a better chance at stopping the steal in a race like this than we did nationwide because there's obviously a lot less to look at and there's more eyes on the situation. Election officials in Georgia are gearing up for the possibility that next month's Senate runoff election may spend weeks in litigation before a final winner is determined. The state has become closely divided in recent years, and both Democrats and Republicans expect the results to be razor thin. President Trump lost the state in 2020 president election by 12,000 votes. Yeah. <laughs> lost in quotes. Uh, the president has refused to concede, saying that there was a victim of widespread voter fraud allegations GOP officials in the state say are baseless. <laughs> what? <laughs> baseless claims. Oh, we got, uh, these poll watchers are saying they saw fraud. Oh, those poll watchers said they saw fraud. We got these forensic investigations that are also showing fraud, but you know, baseless. Baseless claims and allegations. But when, you know, President Putin was hacking election machines nationwide and gave Trump a landslide victory, you know, that's not a baseless claim. That deserves, you know, a full FBI investigation for four years. You know, that deserves an impeachment inquiry. You know, that deserves, you know, you know four plus years of investigation over something like that. But, you know, this, these are totally baseless and we should just forget about them. The fact that the media is trying to make us forget about something like this so extreme where we have uh, literally... A, a boatload of evidence, the fact that the media wants us to completely forget about it, just shows a little bit of a mission of guilt. Uh, since the, that time, the president has demanded and received both hand, both hand and machine recounts of the Georgia votes, which counted to affirm his loss in the state. No, 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 no. We wanted signature audits. And guess what? The governor, Kemp, originally wanted audits, and then all of a sudden his son-in-law exploded in a car crash, and then the investigator committed, you know, the S word, you know, they, they found him, you know, I don't even want to say the word because we'll get, you know, flagged by the internet. He, he you know, he uh, committed die and, um, you know, supposedly, and then all of a sudden the investigations into the signature audit stops. So I don't know exactly where they're at on that audit right now, but a eh, little bit sketchy. Uh, given what happened after the presidential election, I wouldn't at all be surprised to see uh, attempts to challenge the results, especially if Democrats win. University political uh, scientist Allen, whatever, told the Atlanta uh, Journal-Constitution, we're already seeing questions about signature verification challenges of new voter registration. This could all just be a glimpse of the future. Uh, this is what we're going to see. We're, Republicans, I think we're going to win this one. We are going to win this one. And what, what we're going to see is Democrats have the same playbook that I guess kind of we're using against them. We're going to win and then they're going to accuse us with fraud. And they're going to have literally zero, zero evidence. No poll watchers are going to say anything. There's going to be no video evidence of people pulling out ballots out of their a-holes. There's going to be nothing. And then we're going to have the Democrats claim that we stole the election through this, that, and the other thing. And they're going to have completely baseless claims. Mark my words. That is exactly what we're going to see. Because the Democrats, what, I learned, what we learned from being in politics is that the Democrats are beyond hypocritical. That's what we're going to see. Mark my words. In the days since the November vote... Uh, there has already been a flurry of legal action earlier this month. A federal judge rejected an effort by, from the GOP incumbent, Senator Kelly Lawfer, or whatever her name is, a, to segregate ballots from newly registered voters. Public trust in the federal election has declined significantly as Trump has continued to insist the election loss was a result of fraud. An NPR NBC poll that was months found, 24% uh, of the Republican votes believed the outcome of the 2020 r r race was uh, legitimate. So, yes, guess what? 
We know, we know that there's something going on when it comes to fraud in these elections. We know. Right before the election, the media was running all this stuff on Dominions and how an election could be stolen. And then all of a sudden, when the election's over, they say, it's going to take us probably a month, if not weeks, to count up the votes and, and, and make sure everything's good. Because guess what? The Democrats assumed, they knew, that they weren't going to win the actual real support. And it takes time for the, if you want to commit fraud, you need to let all the real votes come in, and then you can determine how many fake votes and how much you need to steal in order to win. That's what we saw happen, allegedly, in the election. You know, I can't, I can't say certain phrases without getting ripped off the internet, but you guys know exactly what I was, what I'm saying. So, we're going to, we're going to, let's see how this one plays out. We got to keep all of our eyes on this race. Make sure there's no fraud being committed. We need to do signature audits. And the fact that the Democrats believe that they won so much, they believe that there's no fraud, whatever, but they won't let us investigate and, and do audits of all the Dominion machines. They won't let us do signature audits. What are they afraid of? What are they afraid that we're going to discover? If they believe they won so fairly, let us look. What's there to hide? What are you afraid? What? There's nothing to be afraid of. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. You don't believe that we actually won? Uh, why don't Why don't you just Why don't you just check? Go check the audits. We're not We're not hiding anything. We know we won. Nope, that's not what they believe. That's not what they want. They want to just hurry up. They want to uh, uh, keep us occupied. They want to hold off these court cases until Biden gets sworn in, and then it, at that point, nothing really even matters. New York Governor Cuomo grants clemency to illegal aliens to help them remain in the U.S. Yeah, no surprise that gover that dictator Andrew Cuomo is uh, letting his illegal aliens run free because this is how the Democrats stay in power. They want to give uh, voting powers to illegal aliens. They want to keep people dependent on government. That's the only way they can stay in power, even after they've killed tons of people, tens of thousands of people in nursing homes and led the worst COVID pandemic and the worst economy in the entire country maybe even the world now, uh, that's how they stay in power. So let's read what happened. Law-abiding citizens in New York continue to be put last uh, on Christmas Eve. Among the pardons were two illegal aliens. Cuomo did, did this to help avoid deportation. So this 43-year-old was convicted of criminal possession of marijuana in the second degree and criminal trespassing in the third degree in 2001 and 2002. This person should have been deported way long ago. Miss McKenzie has been crime-free for 18 years as a registered nurse and has worked at a nursing home in New York State throughout the COVID-19 health crisis. In addition to her role as a frontline worker, uh, Miss McKenzie is a mother of three U.S. citizens and is active her local church, which she has volunteered with a program that delivers food to older New Yorkers who have lived alone. A pardon to help Miss McKenzie remain in the United States uh, with her family. I will be completely honest. Besides what happened 20 years ago, she does seem like, based on what I'm reading, a really nice, good person with a kind heart. Should she have been in this country to begin with? No. Should she have been deported 20 years ago? Of course. But that's not the world that we live in. I do agree with somebody turning their life around. But, you know, this is just, you know, uh, what was stated in the press release. So, you know, who knows if what I'm reading is even true. Maybe she still runs with gangs. I don't know. But based on what I'm reading, she does seem like a good person. Um, and, you know, that might have been a nice thing to do. But she's also an illegal. 
which, you know, you had how many years in this country and you've still never gone through the legal process to get yourself uh, legalized. Uh, and that's another problem is when uh, these illegal immigrants are getting these working papers, they're like, oh, I don't need to become a citizen. I don't need to go through the legal process because I can just work here. I live in a sanctuary city and I don't need to. And that's another big problem. That's why you have situations where people have been in this country for over 20 years and they're still not legal citizens. We need, like, that. The, if she got deported, it's no one's fault but her own and the Democrats' fault at that point. So, like, People want to blame, oh, you Republicans are kicking families out to the curb. It's not our fault. It's not our fault. Come here legally. Come here through the, the citizens process. Don't don't skate by because the Democrats are allowing you to skate by. It's, it's no one's fault but your own. Rosario Pena, uh, 61, was convicted of petty larceny and attempted robbery in the second degree in 1981 and 1986. Miss Pena was forced to commit these crimes by uh, you know traffickers who whom she fell victim. After a childhood married by abuse, homelessness, and years of victimization by, by traffickers, Ms. Pena has now been crime-free for 34 years. A pardon will allow Ms. Pena to remain in the United States where she will live for more than 50 years. Why is there an illegal immigrant living here for more than 50 years? She probably came here with her parents because she came here when she was 11. I don't know how you can be here for 50 years and still not become a citizen. Whether she came here or not, uh, when it when when it came to you know trafficking, definitely lived a really tough upbringing. But there shouldn't even be an, an issue to avoid deportation. You've been here for that long. Even if you came here illegally, you should have at least tried to go through some type of legal process, be on the books, put into our our society, our economy, and stop taking out. But. Uh, these do seem like yeah, Cuomo have pardoned 22 illegals to stop them from being deported. The pardons were mostly for drug possession and drug dealings, arson, and robbery as well. Now, I, I don't, I don't, I still don't think illegals should be getting pardons. I don't, I still don't think that should be a thing. But there, there's kind of been a, a, a generational or a decades-long issues with the Democrats that led to situations like this. Instead of of not be, instead of requiring people to come here legally, requiring people to go through the legal process or even the citizen process, even if you're here illegally right now, hey, start going through the legal process while you're here at the very least. And don't get mad when you get deported years down the line because you never went through the legal process. It's no one's fault but your own. Don't look at Republicans because we're the evil Republicans who want you out of this country. Listen, it wouldn't matter as much is if this country wasn't becoming such a big welfare state. That's the big problem. That's the big difference between when uh, all the immigration came here in the early 1900s versus now. When everybody was coming here in the late 1900s, people were just flooding in here because, one, we needed more people. We were developing the country. With, you know, Industries were evolving. We needed workers. We needed people. And there wasn't a, really a welfare state at all at that time. So you can come here and you put into society and you get out what you put in. Now people are coming here and they're taking out more than they're putting in. And that's a big problem economically. And then there's the big problem crime-wise. Because when you have that certain type of economic system where people are coming here for the welfare, people coming here living off the welfare, it's going to bring a lot of crime with it because people are less enticed to get out of their shitty economic situation and usually people in the lower economic situations are the people that have the higher crime statistics so you know i'm just taking for an example the italians came here in the early 1900s obviously we're all living in the slums and eventually worked our way out of the slums and now italians you know are 
in integrated into the U.S. culture, into the U.S. economy, and, you know, you have rich Italians, poor Italians, and a lot of people in the middle, and that's just how it is. Uh, Mexicans right now, I th very great work ethic, these people. They're moving up. They, you know, started at the bottom, and they're, they're, they're moving their way up. I know a lot of uh, Mexican people that are business owners, that, are, that literally would be considered in the upper class, but obviously they came here, you know, the you know they'll get an apartment fill five people in there do what they got to do and they work their way up and they're becoming you know middle class into upper class and we're going to see that happen in a decade or two there's no problem with that just please do everything legally that's all i ask for you to do and don't take from our system that's the biggest difference but anyway guys thanks for watching thanks for listening comment below your thoughts please go listen to the podcast on all the podcast apps the joey saladino show i need about 50 something more patrons patreon.com slash joey salads in order to open up a full studio so please become a patron a monthly patron a yearly patron whatever it is five twenty fifty dollars a month whatever it can be this show is fully funded and supported by you guys we're trying to replace the mainstream media we're going to do it so i need your guys' help and support we can do it together i'll give you guys the news that the mainstream media won't thank you so much for watching thank you so much for listening have a wonderful day peace out